I think it's fair to say 2020 has been a very strange year, but what a waste of a year it would be if we let this year go by without taking away lessons that you and I can prepare for so we don't repeat the same mistakes again in the future. So today, I'm going to share with you 15 lessons I learned from 2020. So let me get right into it. I think it's fair to say that point number one is pretty much going to set the tone for the other 14 points. And here's what point number one is. Every decade or so, we have a massive crisis. In America, every decade, there's a massive crisis. 2020 pandemic, 2008, 2009 market crash, 2001, 9-11. Every 10 years, a big crisis takes place. However, you and I never know what the crisis is. Because if I were to ask you right now, which one was more surprising? 9-11 or the pandemic? You may say, well, pandemic's more like hurricane. Because you know how they say, in about five days, the hurricane's going to touch down in Houston and such and such. So you have five days to kind of board up the place. Versus 9-11 was like, wait, what? What happened? A plane flew into a building. No way. Yeah. Man, what a a terrible pilot. Boom. Second plane flies into the uh, building. No, no, it's not a terrible pilot. It's an attack. America's under attack. Out of all the countries in the world, we're under attack. Yes, we're on surprise, right? Every 10 years, there's a crisis. The challenge with crisis is they never look alike. They're all different. They're all different. But the process of going through a crisis is the same. So, for instance, if you're married right now, and my wife and I were talking the other day, I was telling a couple of my peers that, that are married, they were saying, what is it like being married, all this other stuff, they're just getting married. I said, look, in your 20s, you can eat anything you want, you still have a six pack. In your 30s, you're going to have to start watching your diet. Because if you don't watch your diet, you're going to get fat. You can eat two pizzas. It's going to be bad issues. 40s, flexibility goes away. 50s, I don't know, but I ask 50-year-olds. 60s, what happens? Do you know every decade you age, there's a new crisis that you're going to face? Every decade you face. When you have kids, it's fun. They're in the house. Then they leave the house. Now you realize, did you actually get along with your husband and wife? Because there's no kids in your house now. Now what do you do? Now you're kind of fighting and saying, listen, can you leave the house? Honestly, I can't handle you being here. But the point is, 20s a different crisis. 30s a different crisis. 40s a different crisis. 50s. Crisis is not going away. No matter how much money you make, no matter how, much, how rich you become, no matter how strong you become, we're always going to have a crisis. Next one. This leads me to what happens when there is a crisis. Everything about pandemic taking place If you go back and look at the pandemic taking place within your family, friendship, company, industry, whatever you did, I guarantee you somebody became a hero. Let me say this one more time to you. I guarantee you somebody in your family became a hero. Why? They were the most poised. They were prepared to calm your nerves. Everybody else was rattled. This guy brought you down. Every company, in your company, if you thought about it, there was somebody that calmed your nerves. You looked at the, you know, Zoom company did. You're like, why does that guy not seem nervous? You kind of watch this person, and their numbers blew up. They did better. You know, how come that person's calm? <clears throat> a crisis is almost always a filtering process to identify new leaders. Look how many people became heroes in America during the pandemic. You almost need a crisis for us to introduce the next layer of leaders to the world. Family, company, industry, world politics, it always takes place. Number three. When the pandemic took place, there was a big debate prior to to the pandemic. Everybody talking about cash is not king, cash is not king, never leave money in cash, never leave money in cash. And then the pandemic hits. You know what everybody wanted more of? Cash. People didn't have cash. So because people didn't have cash and because we don't teach people to, to go back to the basic fundamentals of saving money, people don't have cash. 
So guess who had to bail out all the people who didn't have cash? The government did. And the government gets their money, their cash, to bail out other people with cash from who? The government goes and gets the cash to give to other people that don't have cash from those who have cash, which is who? The taxpayers. Think about what I just said right there to you. Cash is king. So if you weren't obsessed about saving money and having a lot of liquid cash, the pandemic definitely taught all of us cash is king. Number four, research in order to come to your own conclusion. You can rely so much on Fox, CNN, NBC, CBS. You can rely so much on New York Times, New York Post, Washington Times, Washington Post, Money Magazine, Time Magazine, Forbes, Fortune. You can rely so much on it. But at the end of the day, you are the leader of your household. You got to go out there and do research for yourself. You got to go out there and find out exactly what's taking place. You got to go out there and find out exactly what the laws are. We are learning so many different things right now that we had no clue about. Look at the election. This is a very weird election. We're learning new laws. What happens if this thing keeps going on? At what point does a president have to concede? What if he doesn't concede? What is a pandemic? What does a pandemic do? What is a coronavirus? Why is this thing viral? What is the R not score? What is the things that we never thought about? We started researching. So too often people, when something bad happens to them, they rely on everybody else to tell them what's the right thing to do rather than them doing the research. Moving forward, rely on your own ability to research, not just the pundits that tell you their research. You got to go to your own research to find out what's being said out there, what's taking place. Next one. Look, one thing we were forced to learn is how to work remotely. Most people had no clue how to work remotely. Most people didn't know how to hold their employees accountable remotely. Most people didn't even know how to be held accountable remotely through using Zoom. We were forced to learn how to do that. Moving forward, you have to make sure your company knows how to do that, which leads me to point number six. Business models were questioned, meaning door-to-door business models were questioned. People didn't want people to come and knock on their doors. I don't think people are still going to want people to come and knock on their doors. A lot of business models were questioned. So are you going there sitting down and asking your business partners now that things are pretty much slowing down and pandemic is gradually, I know some people say, well, listen, we just crossed 10 million. We're having a biggest day, all this other stuff. And Europe shut down, UK 30 days. I totally get it. I totally get it. But people are a little bit more comfortable today with it than they were six months ago. Pfizer's coming out with the vaccine, 90% efficacy score. You know, we're kind of going through the process that we have right now. As we go through it, regardless if the pandemic is gone or not, is your business model pandemic proof? If it's not, you may want to consider sitting out with your board and auditing your business model. Number seven, don't let emotional people make decisions for your family. I saw so many families screwing up uh, decisions because they let the most emotional person in their lives make a decision for them. Why would you let an emotional person that everything is the end of the world make decisions for your family? You don't do it that way. You simply sit there and say, Bob, mom, dad, cousin, honey, whatever, babe, I love you, but babe, please, we're not making a decision like this. Let's relax a little bit. Here's what we're gonna be doing. It's not the end of the world. This is what's going on. No, no, I, I understand. I understand, I understand you're afraid. I understand you're afraid, but here's what we're gonna be doing as a family. Boom, 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 boom. And you bring everybody down. Too many people gave the keys of their life to an emotional leader. Don't do that. It's very problematic if you do that. Take control. Never give the keys of decision-making process to the most emotional person in your family. They can make some very bad decisions that could send you back, set you back five or ten years. Next, number eight. Building a business with small margins isn't sustainable if you don't have a ton of cash, which is the airline industry going on three and a half percent of margins. How do you expect to sustain? So what do we have to do? We have to bail out the airline industry because they don't have a lot of cash because their margins are small. 
and, and on three and a half percent of margins, that's a scary industry to be a part of. So airlines and some industries that are going off of very small margins and they're not sitting on a lot of cash, at any point, a bad six-month stretch, you're out of business. So some of those smaller margin industries, if you're in it, you may want to kind of plan to get out of those industries if it's small margin or figure out a way to come out with a new way of doing business and not the same way of people have been doing it for a long time, whatever that may be. Point number nine, predicting the future is risky business. Even experts don't know everything. We saw Fauci. He was a name we never knew prior to the pandemic. Did you know who Fauci was? If you did, you're probably 60 years old or 55 years old if you know who Fauci was. Most people had no clue who Fauci was. But one minute Fauci goes up and says, masks don't work. Another minute, three months later, he says, everybody should wear a mask. Even experts get it wrong. Even experts don't have all the answers. Even experts, after research, learn more to give new insight on what needs to be done. So don't look at experts as, as the almighty, oh, they have every single answer. Still, go do your own research, even, even, even when that expert has been chosen by the president. You still go do your own research. Point number 10 is the power of media. Look, I'm not trying to tell you we just found out the media is as powerful. Media has been powerful for a very long time, but they are more powerful today than ever before. Why? Because everybody's was all eyes on the media during the pandemic. So they became the source for everybody. And that leads me to point number 11, the power of social media and citizen journalism. The person that was recording the eight minutes and 46 seconds of George Floyd was a girl holding an iPhone, 19 year old girl holding an iPhone recording while the cop had his knee on George Floyd. The power of social media. Why is this so powerful today? Let me explain to you why it's so powerful today. I was watching that documentary, what's it called? Social Dilemma, I believe, right? And you know what's one of the things that I do agree with them on the power of social media? So you got media power, social media, which takes me to, to the next one, which is the power of emotional reaction, and they all go together. Watch this. You know, pre this, pre having a cell phone, back when only rich people had a cell phone, I don't know if you remember those Mercedes where they had the car phone, and the wire in the car phone, and then people had cell phones, but it was only rich people. It was a few thousand dollars. You didn't have a cell phone, you were rich. When you saw a person with a cell phone, the brick, you were like, oh my gosh, this guy's a millionaire. Everybody today has a cell phone. There's a problem with this. Here's what's the problem with this. Sometimes you need 30 minutes before you make a decision. Let me unpack that. You're on a drive home, your brother pissed you off, okay, something happened. You call him right off the bat. You text him, you're a moron, you're a loser. I always knew you were this. Dad was right about you. You're a piece of what? You said what to dad? You're a dirtbag, you're an idiot. Pop, 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 all this stuff. You say to your own brother, to your own sister, to your wife, to your mom, to your dad, to your husband. We've done this before. If we didn't have this, 30 minutes later, our emotions would have been a little lower. We would have handled a little bit different. What does that mean? Social media gets our emotions here, then it says, guess what? You have a weapon, react right now. So we're going, oh my gosh, what? Are you kidding me? Give me the phone, boom. Do you understand what I'm saying to you, right? So social media, I don't know about the whole social dilemma stuff, the angle they took, which is fine. I'm more talking about emotions, emotions. I cannot believe it, I cannot believe it. This guy said it, let me call my wife right now. You, ba, 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 ba. And the, the, the speed of emotional reaction right now is very dangerous. The speed of emotional reaction right now is very dangerous because maybe 30 minutes more of time you had, maybe you wouldn't have reacted that way. 
Maybe you want to react to that one. What if you didn't say those choice words to the person you did? What if you didn't? Well, today you have a tool to do that. And I think we're starting to realize one video that was shot about George Floyd, which I'm not telling you it's a bad thing. I'm telling you it's a form of accountability for cops and all the people out there that are thinking about doing any kind of crime activity or anything they shouldn't be doing illegal. It's a good tool. But at the same time, like this, hundreds of thousands of people's emotions go right here. And what happens? You officially injected emotion into 180, 150, 200,000 people to do something stupid. Who pays the price for it? Innocent people. Number 13, not all conspiracy theories are conspiracies. We learn a lot of different things. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Many conspiracy theories are conspiracy theories, but not all conspiracy theories are conspiracies. Some of them actually have some weight behind them. There were a lot of conspiracy theories that went viral during the pandemic. 5G is the cause of uh, coronavirus. 5G is this and 5G is the, and this virus is really came from Africa. No, it really came from Iran. No, it really made by US military. No, it really, so many don't look. Which one do you believe in? But some of them are right. Some of them are right. What's the solution? Do your own research. Goes back to the same thing. Do your own research. Every time I do a video, I don't tell you to believe the video. Go do your own research. Whatever video we did, go do your own research. Whatever interview we did, go do your own research. Don't sit there just because you watch one video, it's 100% accurate. Go do your own research and find out for yourself on what really is going on. Number 14 is life is fickle. One minute we're celebrating Kobe getting an Oscar. Next minute we're celebrating his life because he died of a helicopter accident with his daughter Gigi. And the world stopped. Everybody stopped. I have his jersey right there with his picture and I. And I have a hard time watching his interview. I, I, every once in a while I watch it. Sometimes I don't want to watch it. Oh, did you watch the interview? Ever? I go, oh, it's a great interview with Kobe. Yeah, of course it's a great interview with Kobe. I mean, we really enjoyed the, the time we spent together. Like this. Poof. Gone. No Kobe. Just so you know, there is no Kobe Bryant, right? Enjoy life. Man, whoever you're with right now, even things are not going right, man, one day you're going to say, I miss those memories with whoever you are right now. Think about some of the people that were in your life 10 years ago you used to have fun with. So what? There was a falling out. There's not a falling out right now. Make the best of it. Have a good time with it. Whatever you're doing, try to enjoy life. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, figure out a way to enjoy it because like this, it can be taken away from us. And I think that's a reminder that sometimes even the most busy people like myself, we all need that reminder. I'm not telling you, believe me, I'm telling this to myself just as much as I'm telling to everybody else. This year really made me enjoy my time with my kids more. I so enjoy my time with my kids. Oh, I love my time with these kids. I took my daughter to, we went out to our typical Greek restaurant we go to, and she's sitting right in front of me with her eyes like this. And I say, what's your name, baby? What's your name? And my son, Dylan's like, Senna. Her name is Senna. Why do you keep asking? And then she says, Senna. Oh my, you know, I'm like, I'm in heaven, cloud nine. Life is like this. Enjoy every single moment you got, man. 2020 taught us about that. So fickle. And last but not least, not, not least, don't wait for another crisis to happen for you to map out your next 5, 10, 15 moves. Don't wait for it. Don't wait for the next crisis because it's around the corner. Pretty much brace yourself for impact. Could be happening in the next five to 10 years. We are going to have another massive one happen 10 years from now. But be prepared. What are you going to do next? 
with everything. What are you going to do next if Biden is president? What are you going to do next if Trump doesn't lose? What are you going to do next if, you know, war breaks out? What are you going to do next if we get into trouble with China now after? What are you going to do next if, what are you going to do next? What are your next? Don't rely on everything here. You know, you got to constantly be thinking about your next 5, 10, 15 moves constantly. Too many people wait for life to happen to think about their next 5, 10, 15 moves. Always be in the mindset of 5, 10, 15 moves. Matter of fact, if you yourself, every single time you were to create a traditional culture in your family and your company, every time something happened, if this became in the language of your office, you ready? Okay, guys, um, this is not good. What's our next five moves? Start saying, write it down. I think here's what we should do next. What do you think? No, I think we need to do that third. What do you think? We need to do that. No, here's what we need to do first. Here's our next five moves. Whatever that's going on today, the lessons we all learned about the pandemic in 2020, always have your next five, 10, 15 moves prepared. Don't wait for a crisis to happen for you to have your next five, 10, 15 moves prepared. So again, like I said, stranger, and I can probably give you 200 other lessons that you're probably going to add. And I'd love to hear from you if you want to comment below and say, Pat, you forgot this lesson. You forgot that lesson. I really want to know. Comment below. But if you watch this video and you enjoyed it, i got another video I want you to watch. Is how to prepare for the next market crash. Eight ways to prepare for the next market crash. Because don't think for a moment the market has crashed yet. Because Powell from Federal Reserve said he's not raising interest rates to zero, above zero till 2023. A market crash is coming. You prepared for it. Are you prepared to maximize? Because it's coming. Well, you, that, it is coming. But you got to be ready for it. If you've not watched that video, click over here to watch that video. Having said that, have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.